You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 86 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. Recently in the news, because of potential impacts um, five, six months from now, is the debate rising again about whether student loans should be forgiven or not, and what the real value of total forgiveness would be on the pocketbooks of Americans. So in this podcast episode, we're going to jump right in, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to get to a place where I am at right now, where I believe that total student loan forgiveness is a scam. It is not what is best for everybody involved, and there should be other alternatives to just mass forgiveness of these student loan debt for American borrowers. So let's just start with the pros, why student loan forgiveness would be beneficial. And that is purely for the fact that it would provide relief for borrowers. So a lot of people before these student loan pauses were put into place were up to their eyeballs in debt, up to their eyeballs in loan payments, and majority of those payments were probably coming from student loans. And a lot of these new graduates were getting out of college and they were realizing that to get jobs to pay enough money to meet the demands of the student debt was almost impossible. They just didn't exist. So they took lower paying jobs and larger portions of their income were forced to go toward these student loan debts and they continuously felt like they were falling behind, not only on paying these debts, but increasing other financial areas of their life where this income otherwise would have gone to like retirement savings. So paying off the student debt would provide relief for those borrowers and it would give them more free cash flow to be able to spend on the economy, which would increase our economic output, which would benefit everybody who is part of our capitalistic society involved. So that is the pro of student loan forgiveness. However, I think those benefits are relatively small and we're putting a lot of trust in young people with extra cash flow to take that money and do smart things with it if they weren't forced to pay their student loans because they were all forgiven. I just don't see that happening. But that's not the reason why I think student loans are or student loan forgiveness is a scam. I think student loan forgiveness is a scam because of the way the argument is structured. So when a lot of people say student loan forgiveness, they just think the government can snap their fingers and the debt is just gone. However, debt doesn't just disappear. That forgiveness, that debt is allocated then to the greater population of taxpayers to consume. So if you look at it, it's really very regressive in nature, in my opinion. Because the majority of people who have student loans are college educated and they have higher potential earning power because of that education and because of those degrees. And history backs that up. Go out and get a college degree because it's going to allow you to earn more in life. That statistically has proven to be true for a long time. So you're taking a lot of these people who have higher income opportunities because of these degrees and you're going to eliminate that debt and pass it along to less educated people or undereducated people who don't have these degrees, who have a lower income earning potential, and you're saying, here, you help pay for this. 
And it's completely regressive in nature and it doesn't make any sense because you don't want the people who don't have the type of income earning potentials, people who hold degrees from universities to have to pay for the debt it took to obtain those degrees. The other interesting thing is in, from my research and from what I read about is the top 20% of earners in America will by far get the greatest benefit through student loan forgiveness than the bottom 20 earners. Because the top 20 earners in America probably have some sort of student debt or they had student debt or a degree that is matched with that student debt. So like we talked about before, if mass student loan forgiveness was implemented in America, those top 20% earners in America would get undue benefit because their debt would be gone. They'd still have the education and degrees and the ability to earn a higher income ongoing. And the bottom 20% of earners would be stuck having to pay some of that back through increased taxation without the opportunity of having that higher income earning potential. So again, it's completely regressive in nature, and I don't think it's going to do what people who are pro-student loan forgiveness want it to do. The other interesting thing we can look at is something that's already happened with student loans, and that's the student loan pause, and what have we learned from that already? Well, we have learned from that that student loan pauses not even forgiveness, have been truly regressive in nature, where the top two professions that have benefited the most due to student loans being paused are doctors and lawyers. And the reason for that is because they are high-income earners, and if they're not having to pay back their student loans because of this pause, they can take that excess free cash flow, which is much larger than smaller earning income Americans, and use that to benefit their financial future. So how is that fair? It just doesn't make any sense. And if you're not buying that, my last point that I think proves that student loan forgiveness is a scam is because student loans are some of the least burdensome loans available for people to use. And the reason I say that is because you can go out and you can borrow fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars and get an education, and you can then in turn structure your payments for that student loan debt to mirror or match what your income is in the previous year. That's called income-based repayment plans, which if you set it up that way, it makes sure that you will never, well, your payment to those student loans will never exceed or drown you from a debt standpoint based off of the income that you're earning. It'll always run parallel. And the best part about that is after 20 or 25 years, that student loan debt gets forgiven. So if your income remains low because you go into some sort of field that is more, um, that is not as high income earning, or maybe you volunteer a lot and your income's lower, your student loan debt will never jump, where it will far and exceed what you bring in in income in any given year. And after 20 or 25 years, it gets forgiven. And it gives you 20 and 25 years to prepare for the tax burden that comes along with that forgiveness. And if that's not enough to sell you, there's also the income-based repayment plan for public service employees. And it's called public service loan forgiveness. And that forgives your student debt after 10 years of public service if some qualifications are met. And that service or that forgiveness is completely tax-free. So give me other alternatives of debt, mortgages, auto loans, personal lines of credit, anything like that that is as less burdensome as student loan debt is. And that's why doing mass forgiveness is completely a scam because it's already structured in a way that's going to provide you with plenty of, plenty of opportunities to pay that back 
if you know what you're doing. And my last reasoning why student loan forgiveness is a scam is because it doesn't address the real problem in America. It's like putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. And the real problem in America is the cost of higher education to begin with. So with all these government subsidies that are out there, it has absolutely inflated demand for higher education. And I think we can all say that not everybody should go off to college. It's not in everybody's cards. It's not in everybody's best interest. But because of government's quote-unquote help and all these subsidies they provide, they give more people opportunities to explore that path, which is what's gotten us in this trouble to begin with. Because as demand has ticked up quite substantially, well, costs are sure to be the result of that. Because if there's more demand, you can charge more because that demand is going to meet that excess cost. And that's just basic supply and demand economics. And now, because of all of that government intervention, universities over the last 5, 10, and 15 years have become so bloated from an expense standpoint that it's not so much about providing quality education as it is as a competition between universities to who can bring in the best students, who can bring in the most students. And because of that, expenses have gone haywire, where universities are putting in all these different things that they hope to be seen as attractive to potential students to want to attend their university. One of the big ones that I remember reading about is a moat. Well, it's actually like a lazy river, I should say. It's a lazy river in the commons area of the university that people can hop on an inner tube and just kind of float around. It's a way for them to relax after a tough class or a tough exam. Like that's not needed. Nobody really needs something like that, but it's a giant expense the university incurs. So they have absolutely zero reason to want to bring down the cost of tuition because they have these big burdensome bloated expenses that they continuously have to pay. And that cycle is just going to continue on and continue on until something about that is done. And until that is taken care of, and there is a plan for that, forgiving student loans is in my eyes, just a complete scam for that reason. And all the others we talked about throughout this podcast. So there you have it. That is why I think student loan forgiveness, just mass student loan forgiveness without any sort of qualifying factors is a complete scam and it should not be done in America. If you enjoyed this podcast and you have any additional questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about, feel free to email podcast at farmdfp.com. If you'd like to learn more about myself or my financial advisory business, FarmD Financial Planning, feel free to visit farmdfp.com or shoot me an email at derek at farmdfp.com. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.